0: Why did it go to that, though? Are you ready?
1: Good evening, family. Welcome to Faith Harvest Worship Center. Take me to My name is Pastor Robert Ingram, And on behalf of Faith Harvest Worship Center, The Harvest, I want to welcome you tonight to our podcast. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about who are you Who are you becoming? And what brought me to that subject is because God created all of us for a purpose and a reason. And where we are right now is not where He wants us to stay. There's more opportunities for us to grow. And that's the question that I have for you out there. I even have it for myself because I know where I'm at in my own life, in this stage of my life, there's more that God has in store for me. And I just want to become all that he's called me to be, not just for myself, but the impact that he's calling me to have. And that's the same thing for each and every one of us out there, that God has created us all for a purpose and a reason, and we all have a place to play in the kingdom, you know? And I just want to just talk more about that. Uh, I'm supposed to be having some guests come in and be a part of it, but... I can't wait, we're not going to wait we're going to do what God has called us to do and we're going to share the good news you know, and I'm going to start out with reading a scripture coming from the psalmist King David, and it comes from oh, Psalms like 139 and he speaks about searching oh God you and know my heart mm-hmm. and I say this to each and every one of us God knows our heart in spite of what we where we are in our life right now, God knows who we are. He knows who he created us to be. The Word says he wrote the end before the beginning. So there's nothing surprising to God about our life. We can make some changes in, in, in the trajectory of some of the things that's happening, but he knows that. You know? But it's about us making a choice. We have options. Mm-hmm. you know, And that's, that's the difference between us and any creature. That God created We have choice. Me. We can reason. I I and too often we tend to reason okay. to what know. is good for us and not always know. God. And this is something that David is speaking about when he's asking God to search his heart because he's going through some, some troubling things. times with his surroundings um, and then with don't. himself.
0: You know, the and I think we all know that we in some troubled
1: times right now. things are coming up against us we're coming up against ourselves we've got things happening to us and and, and David is asking God to help him help him get an understanding figure out how he can um, get this right so he can have a better walk with God and what God is calling him to do and so I'm going to read this scripture and here it starts off where he says Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways, even before the word is on my tongue. Um, Behold, oh, Lord, you know it all together to Mm -hmm. To hem me be in behind and before, and to lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. He says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed with soul and soul, you are there. If I take up the wings in the morning of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be the night. Even the darkness in the dark is not dark to you. And the night is bright <laughs> as the day, for darkness is the light with you. For you form my inward parts. Listen to this: you form my inward parts. Verse it thirteen. Looks, you knit me together in it my mother's womb. You, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Like He's talking about you, family. Wonderful are your works. Just a, my soul just knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you she when I was being made be in there? secret and justly moving, moving in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me. Let me read that again for you. It says, and this is verse 16 he said Your eyes saw my unformed substance. You In your lights. book were written, every one of them, just the days by. that were formed would for me, which as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the son of some of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I wake and I am still with you. Oh, that you would uh, slay the so wicked, O oh God. O oh, men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with merciless intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. I do not hate those who hate you. Do I not hate those who hate you? Forgive me, O oh Lord. And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? Oh, I hate them with complete hatred, and I count them my enemies. Search me, O oh God, and wonder, know my the heart. Have like Try me I and don't know don't. my thoughts. And, and see them. if there is any grievance way in me and there's lead me lights. in an everlasting way. Like So you see here, David is asking God that he created him. He's reminding him that he's seeking his face in where he's at right now because he's in a lost place right now because there's so much evil around him that he's looking for salvation with God. He's looking for peace from God because he's saying, Lord, you created me for a purpose. You created me for a reason. Your thoughts of me is larger than the sands. I can't even count. And those same thoughts that David had is the same thoughts that God has for you and I. I can remember I can myself I just asked what not the thinking I was worthy that. that God couldn't use me. I had no idea. And I know mm-hmm. there's really so
0: the 30th your birthday who
1: might have done some stuff or uh, been some places and you wonder how God can I'm use you it not here to remind you just like
0: David is reminding you that God knew you before you were in your mother's womb your, I your name how, your work, word is
1: already written oh, well, in the book was that, that was but what happens is we have a choice to stay in the book or to get out of the book And that's the option that we have here on this earth. And these are the things that God didn't want us to have to go through. But because of the sins of Adam, we're born in sin. You don't have to tell your child to do something wrong. It's just a curiosity that's just inside of them. Because of sin. And this is the part that we that's why we're going to so much stuff right from. now because our children right now, they are facing some things that they're not mature enough to handle. There's some things we're facing as adults that we're not mature enough to handle because we don't have an answer. But here, in this book, there's an answer. The there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that we're going through, everything that we're facing was already written. So it's not a surprise to God It's a surprise to us Because we got to go through the process You know, and that's why I ask you today, who are you becoming Are you satisfied With who you are What you're doing, where your life Is at right now, because I want to Tell you, regardless of where you're at What you have, what you're doing There is so much more That God has in store for you Today we had a meeting and, and we're, we're on a roll here at Harvest. We want to become a premier school. Because we believe that what we're teaching, what we have to offer, is premier. But it's a process to go from where you're at to go to the top. And that's the same thing for each and every one of us. We're born kings, we're born kingdom kids. It was created, God said that in the beginning. He said, you have dominion over the country You are king's king. The thing is, you have to go through the process. And what happens is, if you don't have no identity, you don't know who you are, you don't know you're a king's king. So you don't act like a king. And our job here at Harvest is to show the children that they are king's king, that they are leaders for tomorrow, the future. But it starts with us. (laughs) Because they become who they, uh, they they become who they follow. So we have to be the example for no, them. So no. I ask you today again: Who are you becoming? Because there are people, there are children that are watching you. That you have an authority. That you have a responsibility. Uh, for. There are lives that are connected to you. That if you don't do your part, you are accountable for those lives. And I thank God Next for the people who poured into me as a young salmon, man salmon, to help me become who I am today. And my goal is to continue to be all that God has called me to be so I can pour that same thing back into other young men and women. You know, one of the questions that was asked in our meeting today, what yes. is great about uh, this environment that, a months ago, that we're creating here like at Harvard. And I asked you that question. What is great about you? What is that greatness that God has placed on the inside of you that needs to be developed and nurtured to be been all been that morning, God has like called it to be? Because yeah. he's placed a seed on the inside of each and every one of us. Each and every one of us has a gift to offer <laughs> for the kingdom. But it has to be developed. And that's the question I ask of you. Because when we find that greatness that's within us, that's when when the work stops. Because it's no longer work. It's the gifting that's on the inside of us that allows what we do to become not work but joy. You know, I look my forward body. to coming to work at Harvest to do what I'm doing here at Harvest because I see the impact. And right and now, I don't see
0: the work, impact, right?
1: but I know there's an impact on some of the children's lives because I hear many parents say, oh, you're the wrong." Our children talk about you all the time. So that means I have an impact. There's some things that I'm doing that they see in my life that... That, that resonates with them. And that's the same thing for each and every one of us. Each and every one of you out there. There's greatness inside of you. Oh, and you I, have to figure out what is great. for oh. what anybody else
0: said about you.
1: Just think about what God said about you. Oh, he created you for a reason and a purpose. And that's what I want to remind you here today. And that's the, that's the part where you got to do that self-evaluating and find that out and continue to nurture that. And here's the next question. What are the benefits of becoming that leader? What are the benefits? Who will benefit from it's you becoming that leader? How would your family benefit? How would your job benefit? How would the people around you benefit from that greatness that you find in yourself, that you develop. And these are the things, this is kingdom family. These are the things that's on the inside of each and every one of us that are undeveloped, untapped, because people are not talking about those things about us. We're just hearing what other people say and a lot of the time that's negative, it's nothing positive, and we're looking at the circumstances and the situations that we're facing, or we're dealing with it in our lives and, and we're looking at know. that and we're um, I don't know right now it's me and
0: right now and I I I told to
1: somebody her like her plan, I want to know what she got planned that there are lives connected um, to you becoming who God has called you to be I don't know but I just t- like, told him I had a taste like like for five and, and then I told him oh, the life that we're living now but God cheesecake? gave him a vision and a purpose and he
0: did his part. So, well, he uh, spoke to in people's town.
1: lives, so his legacy the impact that, in that town, he have get able to said. live out, and that's the same thing that God wants for each and every one of us. There's some, there's some impact that you're supposed to have, that we're uh, supposed cheese, to have right? on lives that we may never live to see, yeah. okay. but because we did our part, oh, some lives so. will be changed forever. <laughs> Oh, I the world be could either. be changed forever. Oh, Martin the, the King changed the world. His there's so many who left a hey, legacy behind. Back. See, we're behind the cross. We're talking about the book. But we're after the, the book. Chat. There's some but, things written in the book that we're supposed to play a part in. Bro, I and we're talking about put kingdom. Put we're talking about the good one. And he's not and looking for us to be perfect. He's just looking for us to be better, man. That's what this is about. It, Stop playing, bro. Another question, it says, what is not perfect yet? And we're never going to be perfect, I'm but we can be I'm better. And the She's only like, way that we can no be problem. better, we have to look at some of the things that can be better in ourselves. Because we can't control anyone else the only person we got control over is ourselves. So how can we be better? What can we do to be better? 23rd, and as we become better, we, be, we become better examples better. for others to be so better. Our children first, our family, and then That's those connected to us. I, she was the- I, can she to I can look at my own life. I can look at my own life and know I'm wrong that I was when I was 19, when I was 20, when I was in my 30s, even when I was in my 40s. And it's not because of me. It's because of the God in me. It's because I allowed myself to, to so grab of awesome. what God was saying hands. to me. The people that he placed in my life to speak into my life and to help God me to be better. And that's the same thing with each and every one of us. I don't care what situation you're in, what you're facing. I want you not to look at that situation. Yeah, Just ask God, what home do you want some me to do? How Trust do you me. want me to grow out of this situation? And I guarantee you, if you put that question to God, He's okay. gonna give you the answer. And it might, it's not gonna be a broken answer How many when you go like here and tell you what 40? it is. No. It's going to cause you to make some mm-hmm. action steps. Like I said, there's nothing that we're facing that we don't have control over. And I don't care what the world, obstacles schools, the world try to put in front of us. It's about what we do with what we have mm-hmm. and how we can do to, to improve our yeah. situation. It's up to us up to each and every one of us and we can make that example I want to read this here scripture and it comes from 2nd Corinthians and it talks about this this body that we have this dwelling place that we have here on earth that God created us and this is how we're able to function here on the earth, in this body, this 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 vessel that we have. And, shoot, and we only got, got one shot have, with this vessel. We only, only got just one life that to live. And my question to you is, For how you will you live shoot. that life? What do you become? That's because my, that's my in the beginning, idea. he said you were great. And that greatness still exists now. In spite of what we may be going through and what we may be facing, it's up to us oh, to live <laughs> in that greatness, to exude that greatness that God has oh. called us to, to walk in that full of authority, knowing who we are. You know, the enemy, only thing the enemy have on us that he's he trying to hold against us is death. It's death. Fear factor. We have an acronym here at Harvest. Fear freezes every available resource. I must say, you definitely smell fear. Like freezes every available resource. And what does the world <laughs> try to try to do to you? Have you fear? Damn, have you fear? Whatever situation you may face, yeah, and cause you to freeze and not move I'm forward. And, and when God told you, to, you got dominion over this earth. Yeah. You got dominion over this oh, vessel. There's nothing that we can't do. He said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move and it will move. But it's a faith on the inside, it's a knowing, a knowing who you are and walking in that authority and speaking in that authority. And not allowing fear and doubt to creep in. Because that's where the enemy gets his stronghold at. Through that fear and doubt. It says here, and I'm going to go to verse 6. Chapter 5, verse 6. It says, so we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord for we walk by faith not by sight yes we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord so whether we are at home or away we make it our aim to please him it says here For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Family, hear this. So you will receive your judgment whether what was done in this body, good or evil. See, we can dwell on what people have who we know aren't doing the right thing. Yes, there's a whole lot of people who look like they're prospering here on earth. And God wants us to have that same prosperity, but not by the same means. See, these people out there, they're trusting in their money, they're trusting in their fame, they're trusting in their power, their authority, that they will because their positions, God wants us to trust in him to dwell in that power and that authority and that's where your true peace comes from that's where you don't have to work that's where you don't have to be and that's what he's talking about because we're all going to sit at that judgment seat and here it says it says for verse 11 therefore Knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others, but we are is known, but what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not committing ourselves to you, but giving you cause to boast about us. So that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are besides ourselves, it is is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one, one has died for all therefore all have died and he died for all that those who live might not no longer live for themselves but for him who for their sake died and was raised verse 16 it says from now on listen therefore we regard no one according to the flesh even though We once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regarded him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Family, I ask you in the beginning. Who are you becoming? Because The old you has to die in order for the new you to become. What you did last year is no longer beneficial this year. You have to do a new thing this year. See, we're dealing with it right now. Think about it. Last year they gave us COVID shots and said this is going to hold you. Now it's a new year. You got to get another shot. So what, what you dealt with last year is not beneficial this year. So you have to do something new. So what are you becoming? Paul said, I die to myself every day. Every day we have to die to myself and become new because it's a new battle every single day. But I want to tell you, just like Paul,
0: the same
1: God he served yesterday is the same God he's serving today. And that's what he relies on. He, he don't turn to himself. He got to die to himself. He turned to God. He finds his strength in God. Because God created him for a purpose just like he created you for a purpose. And that's what this is about. Becoming new. Don't allow what someone told you about who you are to dictate who you become. Too often we allow what other people no, no, say no. about us to to become our reality, God has said He created you in His image, and it was good. It was good. Manager. No questions about it. That is about the choices that we, met, we make. We can make it better. Most of but you have an option, and that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. Because it's not just affecting our lives. There's some other people who are being impacted by the decisions that we make. So another thing that we talked about today, how can we enjoy the process? How can we enjoy the process of becoming a new creature in Christ, of becoming better? You know, I look at my life and and in the process of, of becoming who I am and still growing, there were some things that I had to go through, there were some growing pains, and we all have to go through them. But as I go through them and I get to the other side, there's some enjoyment. So the things that used to bother me back then no longer bothers me anymore. There's an enjoyment to it because I know when the obstacles come, I'm doing something right. And God is trying to build me up to something more. So I always, like I told you before, ask the Lord, what do you want me to learn from this? Because what the enemy wants to use as stumbling blocks, box God wants to use as stepping stones for you to grow closer to him and to become more and more like who he's purposed you to be. And that's why you gotta find enjoyment Enjoyment in the process of becoming who God called you to be. And that's why finding out that greatness with Out that gift and working in that gift because then it's no longer work. You find pleasure in what you're doing. It doesn't seem like anymore. And the next thing he says, what can you learn from this? And that's what I just spoke about. Through those obstacles, through those trials. What can we learn? How can we grow? How can we continue to be that new creature that Christ is calling us to be? Here it says, again, going to verse 18, it says, All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we, listen, we, you and I, all of us are ambassadors for Christ. God making appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God for our sake. He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Family. See, the world try to make us stable. Because we got to deal with the consequences of sin, we're not forgiven. We're forgiven for the sin. Jesus died for that. The consequences of our actions we have to deal with that. We have to deal with the consequences, but we've already been reconciled.
0: There was a time where I thought,
1: how did God use me? And I said this before, because I had no idea. I didn't know who word. I had no relationship. I knew who God was, but I didn't know him. I didn't know about the sacrifice that was already made on my behalf, on your behalf. That all I had to do was renew my mind to repent, to do it anew, new, a different way, to see life differently. And that's what I'm here to appeal to you tonight about. Who are you becoming? Who do you want to become? Do you want to become like the world? Or do you want to become like who God has created you to be, who he called you to be, to have an impact on the kingdom? Because I know in my life, when I was living in the world, I wasn't having an impact, not a positive impact. I was having a negative impact. But now I can look at my life and say, I'm having a positive impact. And I'm excited about the future because I know there's so much more in store. And it's not just for my life. It's for your life too. There's some things that God is calling to do that I can't do, Pastor Ray can't do, nobody else can do he's called you to do it but I would tell you this if you don't do it he's going to raise someone else to fulfill what he's called you to do but while you're here you still have a chance and an opportunity to fulfill the purpose that he has on your life and this is what I'm talking about today who are you becoming who do you want to become? Who do you believe God has called you to be in spite of what anybody has said about you? Or what you even said about yourself. I ask you to read the word of God. Read the Psalms of David that I just wrote about, that I just read about. But he's pleading to God and asking God and speaking to God, remembering who God has created him to be. And that's the same thing for you and I. God has created you for a purpose to have an impact here in this world, for the kingdom, not for the world. For the kingdom to show the world His glory, and that's how we honor God. That's how we honor God's people by becoming all that He's called us to be. Another question we yeah. had. This is something Pastor Brown wrote. What does it cost? What does it cost? What are you willing to give that. up to follow what God has called you to become? I been there. Because I know I had to sacrifice something. I had to leave I forgot the to leave I had to leave some people behind who I
0: knew, he was who I had a relationship with. Was it.
1: Because what I was becoming. I couldn't be coming where I was at. And that's the same thing for you out there. There's a course to become who God is going
0: to be. There's
1: some sacrifices that you're going to have to make yourself in order to become who God is going to be. And there's only some things you're not going to understand why until later on in life. Because I can say that for myself. I didn't understand. Why I had to make some of the choices. But I knew had I not made them, I wouldn't become who God has called me to be. And that's the same thing for you out there. God is calling you for a purpose, but there's gonna be some sacrifice, there's gonna be cost. And most of the time it's gonna be those closest to you. And you gotta realize if they're not if they're not helping you grow, and not helping you become. Better. Some of you gonna have to let go. Some of you you might have Uh, to leave behind. They may come along, they may mature mature later on, and you can be there for them. I'm not saying you gotta cut people off, but some things you gotta let go because this season is not for them, for you in your life. And those can be the very things that's holding you back. Because we're trying to bring people along with us who not ready to don't even see what God has placed on the inside of you. Because he gave you the vision. You know, Dr. Williams talk about this all the time. Each one of us have a fingerprint. And your fingerprint is unique to you. Just like God's purpose on your life is unique to you. It's connected to the kingdom. We all are part of the body. We all are part of the body. Each and every one of us have a But it's about you doing your part. You got to do your part. I got to do my part. If each one of us do our part, the kingdom will stand strong. And what we see right now with the kingdom is not everybody's playing their part. And what I want to help you, what we're trying to do, We're starting with the children. But it goes all the way to the adults. We have programs here that we're working on, that we, we implement Holy here to help people to all important. that God has called them to be. And that's what we want you to do. We want you to become all that God has called you to be. Because if you become all that God has called you to be, that enhances the kingdom. And that's what it's about. One of the other questions he has. What do we have to sacrifice? And sacrifice, and course, that's almost in the same line. There's going to be some things we're going to have to sacrifice. Sacrifice Sacrificing time, you know, I was talking to a pastor a little early in the day about time. This ministry, ministry, takes time. It takes a lot of time. And we we'll only have 24 hours in a day. But the key is, what are you doing book that twenty-four hours. How are you really using the time that you have? You know, and those are the things that we have to do that self-evaluating on. We have to look at it and evaluate it ourselves. How are we using the time that we have? Are we making the best of the time that we have? You know, and once you do that evaluating, that evaluation, you can look at, okay, what do I need to sacrifice? What do I need to make changes that's going to help enhance me more efficient with my time, more effective with my time. You know, because we all got to do that. We all got to do that evaluating of our time because if we waste a lot of time, because the enemy is, is here to distract us from becoming all that God has called us to be. And the way he can distract us, take that time. Distract us with doing things that's not beneficial with the time that So, what do you willing? What, what do you have to sacrifice? The other question he had is, what am I going to do to make it the way I want it? And some things ain't the way we want it because I know for my life, that's great saving us all the time. You look at his life, and This ain't the life he visioned for himself, you know. And this ain't the life I'm I literally- I for myself. I had- to be honest, really? I didn't even think I'd be here for two years old. I didn't have that vision. Unfortunately, and I can say the same for a lot of young men and women who come to my neighborhood. We had no vision for this stage of our life. Boy? And that's so unfortunate. And I could imagine so many young men and women now growing up, not mm-hmm. even thinking they'll live past 20 years old. That's why they're so easy to sacrifice their life right now when doing the things that they're doing because they don't even think they're live that home And it's so unfortunate because God has such a great purpose for our lives and what we're we experience and what we imagine. Like I said, for recently me, I'm living a life that I never. It's a great mm. life, but I know it's so much more. It's not more of a material thing, it's more for the impact that I would be able to have on other people's lives. And that's what it's about. And I'm talking about a positive impact. Mm. We, we live in a society where there's so much negativity. I'm talking about positive, helping make changes in people's lives, giving them an the opportunity to have a vision for the future, for not just their lives, but understand. children's lives. You know, and that's so important. I grew up as a young man, not knowing my father. When should I have my dad in my life? Looking at my brothers and sisters and saying, dad, if I had my father in my life, how my life would be different. And there's so many kids living that same type of life right now. You know, And that's the reason why we're bring a mentorship program here at Harvest, because we want to have an impact on some of these kids' life who don't have a father. You know, who, who need somebody to speak into their lives, a manly figure, of a, a godly figure, you know, speaking kingdom into their lives. You know, oh it's not God. that I didn't have men in my life. <laughs> I did have that. I'm not gonna say that. I, I did have men in my I'm life. God you know, showed me that. Good and bad, you know, but during that time I couldn't recognize it for what it was because I didn't have what I wanted, you know. So, I despise what I had. I didn't appreciate what I had. You know, and, and, and that's the difference. And, and When you're immature, you don't know no different. You know, and that's what we want right. to have an impact. We want to help make changes in some of these young kids' life. And I thank God I had this opportunity here to Harvest to speak in some of these kids' lives, to share with them, to help guide and direct them. Because some of them don't have a and it's a she great opportunity about, for us to have nuts that. not that she would cut And that's the same thing. With there's some women, there's some young men that need your direction, that need your guidance. But if you don't become all that God has called you to be, that guidance that you be, give will lead up in the wrong direction. And that's what we want to help you become all that God has called you to be. And that's what we talk about becoming better. We talk about this, about becoming a premier school, but I'm talking to you about becoming a king of the king, king the king and queen that God has created you to be in the beginning. And these are some of the things that we need to have in place, some things that we need to let go in order to become those things. To be able to recognize how to become that. But the first thing about becoming is knowing that you are because you were created that way from the beginning. And the an enemy has stole that identity from you. It's like, like and Trump, we want to help you get that back so you can walk in that authority that God has called you to be. Here's, a, here's the next question, he said. He says, What am I not willing to do to make it the way out? And that's a tough one, you know, because there's some things that we say we would do, you know, but then there's some things that we're not willing to let go. You know, there's some relationships that you don't want to let go. You want to try to hold on to it because you think that that this is what's going to help make you or if I lose that what's going to happen next. You know, I could think about a few things that I wasn't willing to let go <laughs> because I didn't know what was going to become. I can remember when God told me to leave my job and to go into ministry. I ain't willing to let go. I made all types of excuses to try to hold on to. You know, And, and but God said, Look, who are you going to trust? You know, I, I could look at my relationship, my wife, before she was my wife, she said, Look, you can't follow God, I gotta let you go. Know. And I knew the value that I had in my wife that I said, look, I need to be following God a hundred percent because I value what I have. But I didn't realize that then that she was giving me a truth. She was letting me know that I'm supposed to value God even more than I value God. And see, these are the things. That we have to recognize and be willing, be willing to let go of, because those are the same things that the enemy would try to use to hold you back from becoming all that God has, has for your, your life. Had I not left my job and stayed where I was at, I wouldn't be able to have the impact. I wouldn't be able to say the same things I'm saying here today because I wouldn't be in a position. And there's some of you out there who God has called you to be some places and to do some things, but you were the willing to let go because of that unknown on the other side. And you're not living the purpose that God has called you to be. So tonight I'm asking, who are you becoming? Who do you want to become? Who is God calling you? And your answer like is here in the book. Your answer is here in the book. And the last one, it says, What must also what I must also deal with causes, corrective action and preventive actions. So there's some things. That we're gonna face in this journey, in this walk, that's gonna cause us to have to make some corrective actions and we're gonna to have to do some preventive actions. We were talking about how some companies die because they don't change with the time. And there's some people whose purpose never been they didn't make any corrective actions, They didn't do no preventive actions in order for them to move forward in their purpose. And all the things and all the purpose that God had on them went to the grave. So it never fulfilled what it was purposed for here on the earth. God hasn't created anything here on the earth without a purpose. And each and every us have a purpose and it's up to us, up to you and I to fulfill that purpose not for ourselves but for the kingdom for the kingdom, for the body of Christ and we'll talk about the body, we we'll talk about each and every one of us each and every one of us have a part to play in building the kingdom here on the earth God in heaven, God don't need us to do nothing, to it's perfect in heaven, it's here, what we do here and now, this is where he get his glory at, with our actions here on the earth, and that's what he purposed us for, so what will you do, who are you become, I ask you that here today, Remember? so if there's some questions, concerns, Things that I say that you want to ask some questions about, feel free to send it to us on Facebook. I'll be answering that next week. We'll be here again next week. But I want you to tune in because at 7 o'clock, Dr. Williams is going to be on. We're going to be teaching. We're going to be teaching Bible study. From now on at 7 o'clock, 7 to 8. So join in at 7 o'clock. We're going to continue on with Dr. Williams. He's going to be sharing and teaching biblical truths on how we can become all that God is calling us to be here in these troubled times. Because we need it more than ever. And you're going to need God's word to stand on, to plant your feet firmly on his foundation, because things are really going to get shaky in the days and the times to come. So with that, I'm going to say God bless you. We love you here at Harvest. We ask you, if you have some questions, concerns, some topics that you think we should be talking about, please send it to us through Facebook, through our website, fhwcchurch.org. Please, be a part of what we are doing at Harvest here. And this coming on the 18th, we're going to be having a concert here. Humble kings are coming from Australia. They're coming here to do a concert, and it's for the teenagers. So if you have some teenagers here at home, have them come out. Be a part of what we're doing here. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Have them come out, be a part of this here. Humble Kings coming here from Australia to share God's word with the family. All right? God bless you. We love you here at Harvest. I'll see you next week. God bless. Oh, you're not on the floor, right? He told me he had to go, but he ain't tell me when he was leaving. He told you he was leaving. He did tell me. Justin, Justin got an event. I don't know. We having an issue with your mic. Your mic is um, it's giving a feedback. I think that's probably why they took it out. Testing one, two, testing one, two, testing one, two. Thank you. it. right there. To slide a little bit to the right. It's not cold, it's not comfortable, it's down there. you You won't be able to see it because it's zoomed right into you otherwise you'll see too much of the wall you'll see too much of the wall behind you you can see the harvest emblem clear I mean like it's right up on you